Hi and welcome to this week's Three Legs Four Wheels F1 podcast. I lost my words. Have you forgotten the name of the podcast? <laughs> I was about to call it Keeping Up with the Kardashians, just because Toto would. Um, yeah, it's um, it's Kim here this is with no documentary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Kim and Kanye here with. Are we Toto. doing what is happening there? <laughs> uh, first day of term. How is everybody? Yeah, still awake, still here. Fernando Alonso is going to win the world championship. <laughs> Ah, somebody's somebody's awoken Lee from his annual slumber in March when he says something <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah. Good evening. Would you like to talk about our Lord and Saviour and our plan for a while? <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Let's kick. Let's kick off with good career moves then, and actually talk about Alonso. Yeah, finally, he well, might have got it right. I mean, right. We, at time of recording, we are still six days away from the first race. Let's not count yes, any. What I was about to say. Yeah, let's yeah. not count any chickens while you can still make a decent omelette. I'm gonna. All, all I'm gonna say about it is that, as as much as I like like Fox Mulder, want to believe, um, it's not like Force that's, India. That's, that's and... your Sunday night show. It is my Sunday night show. You can come listen to Mossy Audio live on YouTube every Sunday night at 9 o'clock UK time. Unless you're too busy um, being only probed at the time by aliens. No, it's uh, you'll find it on Alien Addict's YouTube channel. Um, the uh, they, they have flattered to deceive a couple of times, haven't they? That, that you know, they, with, with, there's been a, Yeah, there's been a few false dawns from the Force India camp. Um, all, the, the only thing that's different this time is the the amount of people that are saying how compliant the car looks, uh, which is, you know, is, is a good sign. Well, I mean, even Toto said that it looks like it could actually be the second second or third fastest car on the grid ahead of Mercedes. Christian Horner, I don't know whether it was today or yesterday, said that they are cautiously looking at the threat from Austin Martin. And he said that is the that's a sentence that you would have been laughed at for saying six months ago. But would he have just said that to piss off Ferrari? And Toto. And Toto. And the only things that Christian Horner and the Red Bull organisation ever cautiously, cautiously look at is another team to see if they've ripped anybody off so they can complain about it. Well, there there is there is some very Red Bull looking parts in that Austin Martin. <laughs> Including the driver they missed out on, as was in testing, Felipe Drogovic. Mm. He was he was rapid. He looks all right, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Friend, friend uh, of the po- friend of the podcast, Kieran Thompson's favourite driver. He's going to be getting a drive. He'll be getting the drive this weekend as well, by the looks of it. Well, yeah. Maybe. I mean, at the mo- at the moment, they are giving Lance Stroll every opportunity. I tell you, well, he's broke his wrists. This is yeah, this is the hot. That's rumor. a rumor, isn't it? Yeah, it no, is, that's not confirmed. Right. I mean, at least but it's really at it's least, weird. Sorry, go on. I was going to say, at least for once, a Formula One driver's come out and said, "Yes, it was a bike accident, not playing tennis." Yeah, but it's. I think it's strange how who we want to pop Montoya. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mountain yeah, tennis. I, I think it's weird. We don't know how bad it is, though. Yeah, th- this immediately like struck me as odd that there wasn't a like an in- he instagrams quite a lot he doesn't do much on twitter but he's usually quite mm. active on instagram he's only posted once there've been no photos of him with his hand in a you know strap or anything like that we haven't yeah. we haven't seen him and that's that's that feels odd in that case theory time oh yes i don't think he's broken his wrist i think he's broken his thumbs so that's why he can't instagram 
I mean, I'm sure he can afford someone to Instagram for him. Yeah. The, the hey, problem would be... And what's your job? Lance Stroll, surrogate thumb. <laughs> I was chatting, with, I was chatting with, a, with, a, with a fellow Formula One fan friend and, and also listener of the podcast who were saying it must be to do with the extrication as well, like, you know, getting out of the car. Mm. You've, got to, you've got to be able to get out of the car quickly. If you can't get out of the car quickly, you, you, you fail your extraction test, you're, mm-hmm. you, know, you can't race that weekend. Well, there's G as well, isn't there? Like the amount, the amount of stress that would go through your wrist if it's broken, it's going to be a problem. Breaking is going to be very difficult. Yeah, um, it is for him anyway. More exactly, more so <laughs> than <point>. usual. <laughs> he can break in straight lines. He just can't do corners <laughs> or mirrors. Mm. It's just like yeah, it's 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 just weird. Like the the whole situation with him is, I mean, whenever we've had we've had drivers injure themselves pre-season before, mm-hmm. um, and you, you you usually know exactly what's going on. You know, like Mark Webber, for instance, because I mean he put himself in a right state, didn't he, with a like breaking his leg, mm. and like everybody knew what he'd done, how he'd done it, that he was off doing like high altitude right, rehab to try and get it ready for the first race. It's it just it. It's there's something very strolly about this. Is there, or is it? This is how that team works. Because who was his teammate for this year? Fernando. And um, who was the last driver to have a major injury that put him out of the opening race of the season, and no one knew what the hell it was? Was it Fernando? <laughs> um, yeah. Which, which which time the bike accident? Because he he got hit by a car on a bike, didn't he? Or yeah, he had something elect- with his electric- jaw. No, but when, when, he, when he didn't get electrocuted. Oh, I yeah. thought was that not? Did he not have a crash in the first race of the season and then miss the second race? Of no, the, season? the the not electrocuted one was testing. Yeah, but he like. But that, but then then the following year he put himself out in Australia for the second race of the season. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cause and then he had a bike a accident where he had to have some jaw surgery, remember? Yeah. Mm. I would technically say the last driver to have an injury and then miss the opening race of the season, I think, would have been Verline. Actually, yes, it would when he broke, I mean, his, broke his back in the Race of Champions. And yes. And then we, we, for some we, reason, no F1 drivers did Race of Champions for a couple of years. <laughs> no, hang on. He made the first race of the season, didn't he? No, Giovinazzi, Giovinazzi took over. During, during practice? Um... Did Verline not do Ver- Australia Ver- and then had to get out of the car and, and Giovinazzi did China and Malaysia? No, Verline did FP1 in Australia and then had to get out of the car and Giovinazzi took over from FP2 and then did China as well. Oh, okay. Uh, because, oh, yes, I, re- I remember... <laughs> I re- Lord, you're forgiven, you're forgiven for not knowing the, uh, <laughs> the ins and outs. How can you not Verline. remember Antonio Giovinazzi's debut? <laughs> well, no, I, I remember that because uh, we were just about to go to bed before um, on the Friday night to get up early for qualifying on the Saturday. And our dishwasher flooded the kitchen. Just it did, at the, that is true. Just at the same time that Sauber made the announcement that um, Verline wasn't taking any further part in the weekend. It was 2017. So I was writing writing a story with one hand and mopping up dishwasher ick from the kitchen floor with the other. You tend to remember things like dishwasher ick. Mm. Well, that killed that conversation. It did. Yeah, it did a bit. 
So, who are we going to see in the Aston Martin this weekend? Because Vettel is also... He's not been officially denied, so... Well, yes, he has. Aston Martin he has said now. it will be Drogovic. Yeah. Have they actually said yes. it now? Yeah, they did this yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike Crack, uh, Mike <laughs> Crack said that uh, it was going to be... Uh, he, I think he refused to rule out Sebastian Vettel, and that got everyone in a tiz. So Aston Martin actually had to turn around and be like, no, listen, guys, <laughs> we're really mad. No Sebastian return, okay? If, 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 if Lance can't make it, it's Felipe Drogovic. Which, you know, who has driven the car and is already uh, in the vicinity of Bahrain? Hmm. One yeah. thing that one thing that I did see though, because um, if um, if Stroll's still out in two weeks' time, Vettel is a stronger possibility because he'll have had time to get in the simulator. Yeah, I suppose it depends as well. Is it is he going to be match fit? You know, because he's no, not, it's not, it's not happening. Yeah, it's not like he's been. Um, even toying with the idea of being a reserve driver, you know, so he, I'm sure, don't get me wrong, I'm sure he's not, not in shape all of a sudden, but to get to, for somebody to go from not training to drive a Formula One car for a race to driving a Formula One car for a race, I do, I just don't think that's a thing that's going to happen like over the course of a couple of weekends. I don't know, you saw the size of Mantle last time he was in F1. <laughs> yeah, how well did that go? <laughs> Yeah, they have to get Mark Blundell in the car be- while they made a new. How well, wide- that guy. <laughs> <laughs> while they made a new wider one for Nigel to fit in. <laughs> yeah, the year that McLaren had four drivers in their car. <laughs> yeah, I think one of them was J Mag, wasn't it that year? For one, uh, Jan Magnussen for, for one race. Mika Hakkinen, Brundle, Brundle and, uh, and Blundell as well, and yeah. Mansell. Maybe they have five. They were trying to make the uh, world's Brundle, most confusing Blundell. driver lineup. <laughs> yeah, Brundle, Blundell, Mansell, Magnussen, and Hakkinen. Yeah, I think it may have had five, possibly. <laughs> Jan Magnussen did well in his first race at McLaren. So did Kevin Magnussen. Yep, that's about the only thing they've got in common. <laughs> <laughs> they both got sacked by McLaren. Yes, that's true. Yeah, true. Yeah. And they've got the same surname. <laughs> They've got quite. Well, I mean, okay, well, they've they, also uh, got two eyes. Like, well, how far are we taking this? <laughs> they share quite a lot of DNA. They've got quite a lot. I share a lot of DNA with a halibut. I mean, again, <laughs> how far are we taking this? <laughs> oh, dear, you can tell. You can tell we're all preseason giddy, can't you? What else did we like about testing then? It was nice to see cars on track, but testing is fucking boring. It yes. is boring. I, I just checked in a, c- a couple of times just to see what's going on. All you really do is wait till the end of the day, don't you? You look at the testing times, go, ah, oh, interesting. And then you wait for somebody with an educated opinion to tell you what to think. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I had a couple of days off work, not actually for the reason of staying at home and watching testing. There was, there was other reasons. And I had it on in the background and I was playing Power Wash Simulator most of the day. It's a good secondary program. Don't get me wrong. It's like a a big long Formula One podcast, is what it is. <laughs> and you can you can sort of zone out when Craig Slater comes on. Yeah, yeah, you can. <laughs> oh, well, Crofty, to be perfectly honest. No, he shouts too much. I couldn't. I, I put the remote somewhere. I couldn't find it, and had to had to Did- listen to Crofty shouting. Did anyone see the uh, the piss take of Crofty when uh, they were try when they tried the really really bad um, practice start, which which half the drivers understood and half of them didn't? No, 
No one hear that. Um, uh, oh yeah, it was um, Anthony Davidson, wasn't it, doing a Crofty impression? Oh, I heard that. I don't know who it was. <laughs> but they, they they did a practice start. Basically, all the drivers on the circuit were, at the end of the session were told, go round, line up on the grid, and we're going to do a practice start like it's a race start, so you all go at the same time. Um, but like half the drivers didn't understand this, so half the drivers went when the lights went out, and half of them didn't. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> imagine, so, imagine you had a big pile up at like yeah. the practice start and Formula One race. <laughs> yeah. Well, one, um, the ones that did set off at the end, um, Bottas was getting a little bit racy and managed to lock his brakes up and nearly went into the back of Perez. <laughs> <laughs> that that could have been that could have been expensive. So the, the the only interesting thing we saw from testing, because like, the car reveals the testing, I mean, there was nothing massively different, was there? Let's be honest. Nothing nothing huge that we went, oh, that wasn't expected. The only mm. thing was, really, Ferrari and their flexible front part of the nose, which... Didn't... You all saw that, right? Yeah, because they had, they had like, I, sort I of struts on, didn't they, for a, a couple of days? Well, not, not, not on the wing, on the actual nose itself. The nose caved in under oh. the pressure of the... Under the pressure of the of the air above it, I did hear them talking about making the parts as thin as possible, and they might have gone a little bit too far with that. Mm. But then it popped back up again under braking, so it'll be fine. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I, I hope someone can challenge Red Bull this year. Like it's I, I'm, Red Bull I'm, are at the top, aren't they? Let's be honest. Yeah. yeah, and this this is the thing. I just don't I don't have any faith in Ferrari to challenge them. And you know, it's a, so you, we kind of need Merck to sort themselves out really quickly. Yeah, but they were getting their excuses in early. You know, that oh, there's, there's still a lot to learn on this car. Uh, mm. We fixed last year's issues, but we've got all the issues that were there last year that wasn't the porpoising. And well, the rumor that they've got a B-spec car waiting for this one to, you know, if this one doesn't go right, I don't want to say if waiting for it to fail. But did you anyone hear Ted Kravitz on the Mercedes? Because he had. Um... Is it Mike Elliott, the technical director? Yeah. Uh, he had him in for a sit-down and um, uh, in one of his notebooks, and uh, after the notebook. And he, he basically said, there's a lot of parts that would be coming to the first update that won't be on the car for the first couple of races. Mm-hmm. Um, we already understand what we need to do with this car, but we believe in what we're doing. Mm. Um, Make it go faster now, forwards instead of up and down. Yeah. Well, yeah, but the thing is, there's there's a lot of there there was quite a lot even through last year, a lot of positivity coming out of Mercedes. Like, yeah, we know we haven't got it right, but we know the direction we're heading in, and everything's all good. And it's, gonna, it's not going to be this year probably, but you know, we'll, we'll we'll keep pushing. Whereas George Russell, at the end of I think it was day two, was just like, yeah, no, we're not going to be we're not going to be winning of this car. Hmm. So, <laughs> um, I don't know. It was just to me, it seems like. Too much negativity already coming out of out of the Mercedes garage. I mean, they were they were being filmed like having quite animated conversations in the garage where they clearly weren't happy. Yeah, um, not not the drivers like Toto and a few of the engineers. Um, and that'll the, be on next ru- year's drive to survive then. Yeah, the the rumor is that, that they have to once again, like they had to last year, dial in more downforce to make the car more stable, which obviously makes it slow. Yeah, it's. The funny thing is, you know, Mercedes had it their own way for so long, and they could. It, it this reminds me a little bit of um, McLaren with the Honda engine, because they, you know, when when the Honda engine wasn't good, it's like a reverse situation. They um, 
that you know they were blaming everything on the Honda engine, saying no, but we've got the best car on the grid. We just need the engine to sort itself out. Yeah. Then they got a better engine, realized, oh no, the car shit too. Damn it. Um, and it's a bit like Mercedes have lent on the fact that they've had the best engine for well, years, mm. and now all of a sudden we've moved to a more more to to an aero uh, situation. Um, the holes, there's ho- there's holes within that team, which I don't think they knew were there. Yeah, quite possibly. Yeah, I see, I, yeah, see what you see what you mean. Um, I mean Mercedes are the sticking to the um, minimised side pods, mm-hmm. and is that what is that what Part of part of the problem, just the whole that the whole aero philosophy based around um, the massively different airflow on the side of the car, which nobody's nobody in modern F one has used, and they're they're having to sort of learn everything from no pun intended the ground up. Yeah, I mean, I suppose that if if they believe in the concept, it. Um... It stands to reason why they're why they're going to keep with it because if you know they they don't just want to like try and catch up with Red Bull they want to overtake them and we've seen what happens with teams where well we've we've seen what happens with Mercedes and everybody catch, trying to catch Mercedes is that the teams try and do what Mercedes are doing and adjust themselves to that. And all that does is get you closer, but you, you're still just copying somebody else's co- uh, concept. So for them, for them to overtake Red Bull from where they are now, they kind of need a new concept. You know, they, they need something that's theirs rather than just taking pictures of the Red Bull and yep. making a slightly slower Red Bull. Yeah, oh, you, and, and, you have, and Aston yeah. Martin. Yeah, like you have, you have yeah. you've got to do something different to. Yeah. Get ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when when the zero side pod car appeared last year, we we, we were all shocked. Oh well, well. I mean, I saw that and thought, well, this is it. Mercedes are going to be five seconds a lap quicker. Look at it. it looks like a spaceship. <laughs> and uh, I was wrong. <laughs> we were all wrong. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it tried to take off like a spaceship a couple of times when it was porpoising. Well, that seems to be gone now, doesn't it? Porpoising appears to have disappeared, which is which mm-hmm. is nobody nobody enjoyed that. Um, but. The Alpine was struggling with a little bit when they were running some um, development uh, development wings on the Saturday. Mm. Alpine are an interesting one because they had a bad test, but the performance of the car seems to be very good. So it's difficult to know where to place that car as well. I think they are going to be fastest of the back, as in the. You mean the if, best of the rest? I'm so confused. No, no, because I think Austin Martin are going to be best of the rest. But I think they might find themselves in it, unless, unless they're closer to Mercedes and Ferrari than it, than like, I think they probably are. Um, I think they're going to find themselves in that position McLaren was in when when they were best of the rest. You know, and it was just... The, Adrift. It was, yeah, three cars, McLaren, then the rest of the field. I think Alpine will be ahead of the rest of the field but now but now if aston martin are as good as they actually looked it's going to be four cars and then alpine and then the rest i hope so i do i mean the um by all counts 
the I mean, I think Alonso only finished like the seventh quickest single lap of the of the test, but by all accounts, he messed up his like essentially the glory run. You can't um, you can't really take times from the test because I mean we're using um, they had all six tire compounds yep. available, um, which obviously the you know. Um, three of the compounds that we're using aren't, aren't even going to be there this weekend. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the hardest and the two softest. Yeah. Because instead of numbering them one to six, they've now brought an, an extra... Um, they've now brought something in between what was C1 and C2 last year, and C1 is now C0. Mm. Um, the the only thing I think that's... like You, you can, can draw something to... Was the long run pace of the um, of the Aston Martin looked really good, and I think on on the same tires. Obviously, we don't know fucking fuel loads, but that's you know. I suppose there's only so, uh, when you do race distances, there's only so much you can kind of hide with, with fuel loads, you know, because they're doing a race sim. They're going to have a race worth of fuel in. Yeah, I mean, um, when, when they come when they come in after sixty six laps, it's like, oh right, okay, so we know what the fuel was there. When they come in after yeah. two, you can't tell. Uh, the, but the the Aston Martin was a chunk quicker than the Mercedes over the course of the, the race sims, which I, I, that that was the most interesting part of testing for me because as soon as I re- I found that I was like oh right okay well this is you know it's you can um, you can cheat the 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 scoreboards when it comes to single lap pace but um, you can't really cheat the scoreboards when it comes to like race distances. Yeah, and I think that's that's going to be that's going to be the battle to watch. God, it's gonna, the the battle for third. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I think the thing is, if if Aston Martin are up there, snapping at the heels of Mercedes and Ferrari, um, it's it it's a really good indication that we might get an extra team uh, joining that top uh, that top group in the near future because. Don't forget, if they've managed to get back from where they were, like, well, I mean, what we must be looking at, like, the thick end of what three seconds they they'd have made up, made up to do to do what they're doing here. About that, um, yeah. yeah, the um, their new facilities haven't come online yet. I think the I think they've got about forty percent of it. They're actually starting built and to, aren't they? And they're doing it yeah. sort of in stages over the next sort of is it about eighteen months? Yeah, cause yeah, the, yeah. The wind the wind tunnel. I think we said this on the last pod. I think the wind tunnel's mm-hmm. coming in next summer. Yeah. Oh no, I think yeah, I think isn't the wind tunnel coming online this year for use for next year's car? Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. That sounds yeah. about right. Yeah. So if they've managed to do this, with like in their like the, the with their old stuff. While they're still a building team, um, I, I think it's a sign that the uh, they're, they're heading in the right direction to sort themselves out. You know, it's I suppose we get we're getting in the position where um, Lance Stroll is going to start. You know, is is is, is he going to get to the position where surname or not, he's too much of a reliability. A liability, sorry. He's um, definitely um, not a reliability. No. Well, I don't know. You, you can rely on him to do certain things. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if they're actually a challenging team, because it's, I, I, I think he's going to look, you know, if, he's going to be exposed this year against like Fernando Alonso. Yeah, I mean, if, they, if they've got a top flight car mm-hmm. and they've only got one top flight driver. Yeah. 
then it's there's going there's going to be some tough conversations around the uh, around the table in Silverstone. I mean, all right, any conversation with Lauren Stroll is going to be tough <laughs> anyway. Yeah, it, I mean yeah, Vettel. Sorry, sorry, Sean. I was going to say, yeah, it could it could get very awkward if Drogovic turns out to be all right. I, mean, I think we can kind of safely assume we're probably going to see him for at least one race. Mm-hmm. He looked to say that it was the, his first time doing a proper F1 test. He looked all right in testing. Mm-hmm. He didn't match Alonso's time, but he wasn't, you know, in, like miles off the back. And he isn't um, from F2. He's quite a clean driver. He doesn't drive into things, uh, yeah. which is gives him a massive advantage over Stroll. So if he if he is good, in if it and if it was anyone other than Lance Stroll, you would be having that. Well, why haven't we got this guy in the car rather than this idiot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this 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 could be an an interesting intra team battle, intra family battle. Mm. Mm. Um, the other the other thing to come out of testing was um, God, McLaren have got issues again. <sighs> it's shit, basically. It it must be February. McLaren are struggling. I mean, they said that at their launch, didn't they? Like, yeah, this, this shit, this is. We'll bring the real car later. <laughs> it's not really good enough, though, is it? <laughs> you know, I mean, then then Lando gets out of the car and punches the wall. I, I was just going to bring that up, though. The, if anyone heard Will Buxton talk about that, um, you know, that that's such an un-Lando thing, mm. isn't it? Yeah, I mean, he, you know, he would have won the award for least likely to fox slam. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Fox Smash. Yes. Fox Smash, sorry, Fox Smash. <laughs> never uh, never a true word spoken on this podcast. <laughs> then again, he's usually at the McLaren Technology Centre and I'm guessing every single door in there is Fox Fox Smash proof. Roll me out of rubber. <laughs> but um yeah, it, if the car is another absolute sack, um, are we in danger of Oscar Piastri becoming the next Stoffel? Yeah, 100%. I heard Julian Palmer saying about, I think it was Julian Palmer, he said, can anybody remember a driver with as much hype coming into Formula One as Oscar Piastri since Lewis Hamilton? And straight away I went, Stoffel Van Dorn. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, you, and nobody you, else, no one else mentioned Stoffel Van Dorn. You, you were the one to point this one out that um, Stoffel was the first driver you'd seen who was a reserve driver that had merch on a team website. I think it was Lee that spotted it. Was it Lee? I thought it was you, Chris. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he had, uh, he, he did have merch. Uh, yeah, he was a, he's a, I don't even think he was F2 champion by that point, you know, either, because he did two years in F2. Uh, I think it was his first year in F2. He had, he had, um, yeah, there were, there was, you could buy Van Dorn merch on the, on the F1 website. I do remember seeing it. But I found this spreadsheet that everybody is... Uh, we were talking about spreadsheets earlier, weren't we? I'm going to post it in our chat group so that we can all discuss it. Oh, God. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to give up spreadsheets between. It's someone else's spreadsheet. You don't have to take oh, that's, part. That, you that's got, have to look it's at it. It's got the opinions of, of Albert Fabregas. Not Fabregas. Will Buxton. Total Motorsport. The Race. GP Blog. Ted Kravitz. And Lawrence Barreto. As to where all the teams sit, everyone has gone fairly similarly. Mm. There's a lot of McLaren, more McLaren at the bottom. Than two, two of them have expect. got McLaren last. Yes, Will Buxton and Lawrence Barreto both have McLaren behind Williams. Mm. That is a shocker. 
GP, well, GP2 the... engine, GP2. Mm. Poor Lando. Everyone, everyone's got Red Bull top, everyone's got Ferrari second, and mm. everyone has Alpine fifth. <laughs> <laughs> Hulk, I don't know why that's Hulk funny, is, it just is. Hulk isn't even driving for him this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and... It, it, there's a uniformity to it, isn't there? For yeah. those, you know, for, for those of us who have seen it, it's it's color coded, so you mm-hmm. can see where the teams are. And there's there's no there's no like, oh, why is that team at the bottom on this one and at the top over there? It just isn't. It's mm-hmm. it's fairly uniform all the way across. And these are people who kind of know what they're talking about, given that the experts they have access to and the you know the paddock that they're around a lot of the time as well. Um, these are opinions. As fans, these are these are opinions that are worth listening to because, mm. uh, like for the reasons I just outlined, the, they're around the sport an awful lot. They hear mm-hmm. things in the paddock. Uh, they know to ask the people. They either are the people or they know how to ask the people what to look for and what their opinions are. So if this is a rundown of how the teams are looking, then you know it, it's fair, what I'm saying is fairly uniform, and it's. Mm-hmm. It's quite scary how uniform it is. Mm. Scary in if you're McLaren. I mean, it's scary if you're Lando. Like, you know, he's how long's the rest of his deal for? Another two years? Twenty twenty-five? Is it? I think his deal goes to. I can't remember. I know it was. I think it was announced as multi-year, wasn't it? It was one of those. Yeah. Yeah, the contract and options. Well, he wants. And... She's I was just going to say he wants to, wants to hope there's an option there because mm-hmm. there will be. Uh, you, with... Do you know if they? So if they hadn't lost Sadell as well, or I'd have, um, I wouldn't be so like worried about him. But you know, it's, I, I, you would argue that the guy which did the mo the best job to get them back where they should be, or at least like make them look like a Formula One team again. Bless you. Excuse me. Has gone. <laughs> You've gone. Yeah. Oh. No, no. Just, like the guy that got them back on track for being like the McLaren we want them to be has now disappeared. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think this is, a, this is not great. A great thing. I trust Andrea Stella though. He's a uh, he's a stellar guy. Ah. Yeah, <laughs> no, he's. Um... But it's another rebuilding thing, isn't it? It's just like we do. We, we talk with um, oh, what you call them uh, with Ferrari? Yeah, they they they're back in. They're in like a rebuilding cycle all the time at the minute. It's working for them at the moment though. So, <laughs> well, for Ferrari, yeah, seems to be maybe. Um, I mean, unless, well, I wouldn't say. I mean, they've they've had a slightly more competitive car, but I don't think they, they fell apart last year. Yeah, what you got to look for in in testing, really. I mean, let, let's not. I mean, the, these rundowns, as uniform as they are, and as scary as it almost is to look at the color coding and be like, that's almost identical across all seven predictions. Um, it's testing you know, the the things you got to look for in testing you know reliability who had poor reliability well actually you know Aston Martin didn't do too well reliability wise performance wise fantastic mm-hmm. uh, same with with that with Alpine hydraulic Alpine. leak I think they had no, hydraulic leak and what was it the second time they broke down I'm not sure uh, well, don't know what it was second time well Aston Martin yeah uh, uh, electrical 
Electrical the second time, was it? No, electric, electrical uh, was the first one. Oh, okay. And then hydraulic. Yes. Okay. And then did, uh, Red Bull didn't break down, did they? I don't think. Ferrari didn't. So. No. Mercedes did, and straight away looked very concerned. Yeah, Mercedes had a terrible second test, didn't they? There was bits falling second off it day. as well. Yes. yes. It just seemed and to be just immediate... like shitting bits on the track. Yeah, they immediately said there will be no more running today. Um, it's just like, oh, okay, fine. Mm-hmm. Um, Alpha Tauri, did Alpha... They didn't break down, they just didn't look I don't remember them. They, really? Yeah, I don't remember really noticing Alpha Tauri. Alpha Romeo, don't think so. I think uh, Guan Yu Zhou had a day when he was top, didn't he, randomly, I think. Mm-hmm. Yes, they, he did. They, yeah. they, they've obviously got a glory lap in them when they need one. Yeah, I mean, I think we've got a really tight midfield, but, it, yeah, I don't know. The, the reliability was pretty good for a test, wasn't it? Let's be honest. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, general, general lack of um, general lack of red flags, lack of cars um, crapping bits of carbon fibre all over the place. I mean, McLaren, t- McLaren tended to do that in the garage because the, uh, the wheel brows weren't actually attach- attaching properly because they'd even cut, just to save weight, they'd cut down on the amount of bonding that they're using to hold the damn things on. So they were out with the heat gun and tape. And, you know, that, that's, that's like when you're watching racing and somebody pulls into the pits and they get the angle grinder out and you think, that's not a normal pit stop tool. <laughs> um, I think uh, I can't remember. It was, it, that was the the first day I think of a test. I actually think McLaren had the angle grinder out on their car. Oh Christ! <laughs> I, mean, yeah, I missed no, that. Bit. Yeah, he just reminded me about that. No, I'm, I'm sure it was the first day of the test because um, I, I came home on a half day and I, I stuck it on to see what was going on. And one of the commentators was talking about the. McLaren, McLaren must have some sort of issues because they were angle grinding something off the car. I mean, that doesn't bode well, does it? That you spend, you know, months precisely designing to the absolute mm. tenth of a millimeter, and then you're like, ah, oh, no, shit, let's just cut bits off. It doesn't scream cutting edge Formula One. It doesn't no. no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, NASCAR, you can accept. Oh, I think angle grinder would be quite a high tech way of doing things in NASCAR. It's mostly sort of mallet and gaffer tape, isn't it? Usually, yeah. yeah. I mean, sometimes they use silver tape. It's, it's the expensive, <laughs> it's the expensive stuff. Mm. But yeah, we're we're gonna be. Uh, it, this is gonna be Maconda Part Two, isn't it? Maybe. Yeah. I, I, right, they looked rough last year as well. Let's not forget that. You know, they, 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 we didn't, you know, they went in with the brake problems and stuff like that. And by by the time we got like a couple of races on, on board, McLaren were actually looking like a, a pretty decent outfit again. So I, I think it's too soon to completely write them off for having a good year. Um, bearing in mind, they should have easily last year, even with a bad start, they should have easily beaten um, Alpine. And it was... A, like the only issue McLaren had, like up until halfway through the season, was a uh, sorry. Or, or by the time they got into halfway in the season, when they got a good car, was a like a Daniel Ricciardo size problem. Um, so there's no, uh, yeah, I, I think it's too soon to say that they won't be 
at the top of the sort of midfield where they kind of belong. So you're saying don't look for them at the start of the season? Hang on, I've heard this before. I'm not, I'm not saying look for them at the end. I'm saying look for them in like three races. <laughs> you mean round about Spain when everyone brings their upgrades and they're still one step behind? Well, they're well, going to be one, they... one step behind doing the chicane that they've now removed. Yes. Yeah. Mond- Monday news. Ish. Yeah, but... but we kind of knew it was going to happen. I think me, it was already sort of like probably going to take that out for this year, and now um, it's been confirmed. Well, apparently, um, the first time that somebody requested it to be removed officially in proper F one circles was Michael Massey. Oh, he he was pushing for it two years ago. So this is, that this means is... the last turn at Spain now needs to be called the Massey Curve. Mm. Oh my God! Like, can you imagine? Can you imagine if Lewis loses the race <laughs> on that on that corner? <laughs> I always think of that as the, 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 the chicane that's been removed. I always think of it as the Jack Miller chicane. Uh, because in MotoGP, they don't use the chicane. Except Jack Miller, who one year managed to take it twice during a practice. <laughs> <laughs> and both times were sort of sat up looking around like, hang on, where the fuck am I? But managed to do it, like I think, twice within about 10 minutes. What was it? Was it um... So what we can get oh. from that is Australians are both pro and anti the chicane. Yes. Who got lost last year? I can't was it Latifi? Remember. Did Latifi? Did it Latifi seems get reasonable. Lost? Yes. Oh, uh, that was that was in Japan. Yeah, he, he took it to the escape road, didn't he? Yeah, he, he but thought, then taken to a wall, which was his normal. Yeah, style. he thought he thought the escape road was the chicane. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it was about a hundred meters too soon. You know, there was there was. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that was in Japan. Yeah. Yes, this is ringing bells. Yeah, it was looking at the braking boards, going, "Why, why are the numbers still saying like a hundred and fifty when the turns here?" I've just googled mm. Latifi chicane, and the first thing that comes up is a video, which is entitled "Latifi blames car after mistaking chicane." <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah, he got on the radio. Yeah. Just like, oh, What's is it going the car's fault? <laughs> Mayor of Amity Island blames boat after shark attack. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it's the car's fault because that's where you told it to go. (laughs) Jesus. That's a driver that's not going to be missed. I'd forgotten about him until I saw him very briefly on Drive to Survive the other day. I was like, oh yeah, Latifi existed. (laughs) (laughs) Only after eating too much cheese before bed. (laughs) Sorry, it's Canadian Mac cheese. Um, talking of Drive to Survive, how much of it have we all watched between us so far? Up to and including the episode featuring the Alpine driver saga. Yes, we are in the exact same point. I can't remember. I've, I've watched it, but it, it, it's very difficult to work out what episode you're on. Mm. It doesn't it just kind of flops into the next episode, doesn't it? So the first I, half of the season does appear to be about Silverstone. Yeah, <laughs> I, I still think that the Drive to Survive would be better if I, I I don't know if this would be an issue editing it or. But mind you, they don't seem to like have any problem with creative editing, so I'm sure they could do something. Um, I still think it should follow the season. It would make more sense, mm. or one episode per team. Yeah, their timeline is yeah. all over the place, isn't it? I mean, if if I hear all roads lead to Silverstone in Crofty's voice once more... I, I say Guan Yu Zhou upside down once more. Like, leave the lad alone, he was fine. Yeah, yeah. I, I, oh, that was the, the hilarious part of that, was the 
like the like the slow panning camera and oh. the, like the the sad music when they were the looking at an empty chair, chair. Oh. like it's fucking like it's <laughs> like it's a uh, Scrooge being took uh, took forward in time to look at the empty chair in the fucking Cratchit household. Yeah, it was like, it's is he dead? Weird. Is he not dead? It's like I don't think yeah. we were ever particularly worried about him. We thought he might be a bit concussed. Yeah, Ugh. I remember thinking it was a huge accident. Mm. Oh like, yeah, oh no, it was god. God, yeah, yeah. Like, it was know, a massive accident. But but uh, it was quite quick, wasn't it? When the marshals yeah. was like, "Yeah, he's fine." We just can't get him out yet. That's yeah. I think yeah. what all the time was. It was physically getting him out of the car. Yeah, yeah. and then he, even though he was taken away on a stretcher, because I think it was because of the force that yeah. he set off the alarm, didn't it, in his mm-hmm. car? So he mm-hmm. had to be stretched out. Uh, that that is a rule I think that was brought in following the Alonso accident, which we talked about earlier in Australia. Mm-hmm. He had follow, follow the alarm went off in the car, then therefore you get stretched away. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got stretched away, and then as soon as he got to medical center, I was like, right, I'm I'm head off home then. See you later. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I mean Alonso crawled out of the car mm. with a punctured mm. rib. Yeah, punctured lung. Because how do you how do you puncture? Oh yeah, sorry, puncture wrong. <laughs> the rib, rib does the puncture. Yeah, the rib was the puncturer. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was insane. What he got out of that? Yeah. Day. Crazy uh, stuff. Yeah, I mean, Martin Brundle was harder. He did similar and then ran back to the spare car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but didn't he actually got got in the spare car and then, as he was about to drive out, had to ask for directions which way to leave the pit lane. Oh no, I that was a that, different race. Yeah, yeah, it was a different race, but that's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was in his early days when he when his uh, I think um Ken Tyrrell was his team boss. He just said, Which way are you turning out of the garage, Martin? And he's just like, I don't know. Just <laughs> unplug the car and switch it off for him. <laughs> I mean, after watching, I think we're halfway through on Drive to Survive, aren't we? Is it twelve episodes? No, we've done we've done five. We've done six, I think, haven't we? No, the um, the box got confused. Oh, and it, it did. Thought, yes, thought we'd watch an episode that we hadn't. That rings a bell now. So I think we've we've done five five out of ten, and I think this season is actually better than last year because they've, oh god, yeah. they've not made it as um, soap opery. Or Chris, please do the total impression of what he said. It's not a documentary. <laughs> what do you say? It's keeping up with the Kardashians. Yeah, <laughs> which is not what documentary. Twitter keeping has compared. Twitter has compared the sort of the team manager's row to scene from Keeping Up with the Kardashians or similar. I seen somebody comparing it to the meme with the cat and the shouting lady. <laughs> <laughs> like I feel. Um, Christian Horner has got a bit of like stick just through being Christian Horner when it comes comes here. But can we all just appreciate just how much of a dick Toto Wolf is? (laughs) (laughs) I think I think genuinely it is part of being a team principal, isn't it? I think you have to be a little bit of a bell end. Yeah, and especially like a successful one. It seems yeah. to be like the the more successful you are at it, the bigger the dick you are. Mm-hmm. Like Mattia but, Bonotto um, comes across as a bit too meek. That's where he went wrong. Yeah, yeah. Same with um, uh, what was his name? Not Demontezemolo. What's his name? Domenicali. Domenicali. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. He's a bit too nice as well, isn't he? Yeah. It's like Gunter, entertaining. Also, very never angry gonna, man. Yeah, never going to be like dripping in cups, is he? No. <laughs> <laughs> the um, 
Gunter and Mattia tour Europe in a Fiat 500 eating and drinking. That needs to be a series. Yes, it does. Absolutely. (laughs) Remember the tour? Was it called the tour? With um, uh, Rob Brydon and and Steve Coogan? Yes. Yeah, that's what that, I thought as well. But with those two, it. yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no. Just just get them doing just get them doing a sort of Top Gear style. No stunts, no silliness, no lad behaviour. Just them driving cars, driving round, going places. I'll see that, and I'll raise you. Um, they have to travel to every Grand Prix together. Yes. Oh, now that would that work. would be good. <laughs> And when they do the uh, the whole American leg, they have to do it as a proper road trip. Them two in a Winnebago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that could be like the Christmas special. Yeah, yes. <laughs> so the new season new season is upon us, and um, the new drivers are on the grid. And um, it's going to be prediction time because we have a race this weekend. We can say it's race week, seeing as every, so we, we still, predictions. It's, it's still February and it's race week. Everywhere else is saying it's race week. Let's join in. It's I race week. A distinct lack of that, though. I think you know from what it usually is on like the socials this afternoon. I hadn't even thought about that before. Yeah, well, it is, I've, it is I've actual seen a few of them. Week, a few but, of them yeah, have but, been going mad. You know, I've, um, I've I've seen a lot from first thing this morning. I think because a lot of teams are like, fuck, it's race week. <laughs> <laughs> Although Haas had both drivers holding up brown paper bags with race week written on them. Yes, and they were stood like very close together. They looked quite awkward. Well, Hulk was holding race and K-Mag was holding week. Yes. Make of that what you will. <laughs> I think, think well, K-Mag I mean, did a solid them, yeah. job last year. <laughs> I had forgotten how good Kevin Magnussen was until I saw Drive to Survive. Fucking Viking comeback. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I mean, Haas has have now become the last chance saloon, haven't they? Yeah, they're now Caterham, but better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, does that mean Will Stevens is going to turn up for him at some point? Maybe, maybe. I hope so. Every... Nice my... oh, Kamui Kobayashi. Every team needs a cockney chimney sweep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a hole in the head. He um, did call Romain Grosjean a fucking Muppet at the Canadian Grand Prix one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Easily worth it, isn't he? I mean, for that alone, yes. But driving driving ability, he's good in GT. We didn't know. He was in a fucking manor. For <laughs> Come on. This is, this is fair. He did one race in a caterham, which he bought the seat for, and then he did uh, you know a season in, in manor just before they went bang. So you know, and that season they were they would be lucky if they were four seconds off the pace. Mm. Did anyone see that lap of Pedro Diniz from nineteen ninety five that I put up on 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 Twitter? Retweeted somebody, somebody tweeted it might be Formula One in the nineties or something. It was a qualifying lap by Pedro Diniz at Monza in ninety five. His his fast lap at Monza was eight seconds off pole. Shite. Was he in a manner? <laughs> his, his first sector so just before you get to the uh, the so, so basically you've just gone round Curva Grande so you've done Asher Kane Curva Grande he was 2.4 seconds off Jesus wept <laughs> uh, try and imagine that in modern day Formula 1 you just can't can you that, I mean, the, the rules as they are have mm. worked in that mm. the cars are closer but 
So are we going to try and predict something that's going to happen this weekend? Because I thought we could, we will probably do this, and I th- think I've got a prediction already. Oh wow! Ready to go? Well, go for it then. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Right. I mean, go, yeah. Please. Your winner on Sunday will be Max Verstappen. Yeah. I'm shocked. I'm stunned by this revelation. I mean, that 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 is so bold. It was like somebody hit Control B before you spoke. <laughs> and second place will go to Fernando Alonso. Lee, that, Lee, that is the best Chris impression I've ever heard you do. <laughs> third place, Felipe Drogovic. Whoa! Wow. <laughs> Right, who's 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 going to follow that? Who's going next? I, I'm going to go for maybe a slightly more uh, likely, not likely, but sort of maybe more more yet yeah, safe. I'm going to go Verstappen win, Leclerc second. I'm going to go Alonso third. Lee, you got you got yours. I've already written down Alonso. I'm going to go Alonso win. <laughs> First race of the season isn't first race of the season. He does like first first race of season, doesn't he? Yeah, it's, um, it's either it's either win it or bin it or don't turn up. I'm, right, I, I, I see. I've got the got this feeling that there's going to be reliability issues for people because we've only had like one test. Mm. You know, how many times have we seen tests in right, the I've past? Got two Aston Martins on the podium. Yeah, how 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 um how many times have we seen in the past where you have a test and a, a team has gone everything's great, isn't it brilliant? Our lives brilliant, mm-hmm. and then they get to the next test and everything goes wrong. Or yeah. they, there isn't there isn't the option for things to go wrong now. If they go wrong after that, it's it's race time. So I've got a funny feeling that the there's going to be gremlins for some of the top teams. Well, I mean, look at look mm-hmm. at Red look at Red Bull in Bahrain last year. Both yeah. both cars, uh, the engine yeah. went. I was, I'm going to say Carlos Sainz second and Lewis Hamilton third. Right. See, I think we're going to have so many failures and uh, just, just general fuckery in the first race of the season that, that that's maybe why even we a get la- Maybe even a lap, get one, turn one, a lap one, turn one between the Red Bulls. Ooh, Ooh that spiced okay. things up, wouldn't yeah. it? But I think I think for the season as a general as a general rule, I think um Ferrari need to put their eggs in their other basket, if you know what I mean. Mm. Maybe get behind Carlos Sainz instead of Charles Leclerc. Mm, I like Charles Leclerc. You mean put put their huevos in a different basket. Perhaps I don't know what I don't speak any Spanish at all. It's one of the very few languages I know nothing about. Uh, that was Spanish for eggs. I say one of the very few languages. There are many languages I know nothing about. <laughs> <laughs> that would be bold to announce that you know all the languages except Spanish. I don't. No, I don't. I, I, know, I, I know a little bit of some languages, but I don't know a little bit of any Spanish. <laughs> I barely know English. <laughs> Exactly. We know. Yeah, same here. <laughs> uh, right, I'm going to go for a Verstappen win, predictable. Perez second, and sticking with the theme, I'm going for an Alonso third. I've got a feeling. Fer- I've got a feeling Ferrari are going to Ferrari it up. 
I that's uh, I I don't think anybody'd laugh at you for suggesting it. Mm. It normally but takes Fred them. I find, in charge now, isn't he? I find it normally mm. takes Ferrari a race or two to really get into their Ferrariness. <laughs> they usually they they'll start quite well, it and you'll think, strong. oh, help, Ferrari, they're here, they're there, and then you get about four races in, and it's like, oh no, hang on, they've forgotten what tires are again. Mm. <laughs> We've got some changes to our prediction league this season. Instead of predicting the top three, it's predict the top five. Because we're that confident there's going to be a bigger mix this year of um, top teams. Yeah. So, Should we start doing top fives then? N- no, because we can't think, no. we can't think <laughs> that hard. If we, you if we can barely predict top one half the time. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> In all of the languages that I know, I can only count to three. (laughs) (laughs) The the number four is just a a figment of the imagination. What's that? Sorry, number what now? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've I've, I've seen your band. You're counting in a song. One, two, three, next. Yeah, one, two, three, one. (laughs) Wondered why every song you played the other week was a waltz. It's uh, it's why they're all weird time signatures because <laughs> they're all in groups of threes. <laughs> so it's predict the top five. Um, as usual, pole, fastest lap. Um, will there be a safety car? And how many DNFs? And you will get points for being in the correct position or being up to four positions out. Even if they finish outside the top five, you'll still get points. So it's okay. real. It's really opening up this year, and we're going to go all out. Keep saying this every year. We're going to go all out to get a sponsor and get a prize for it. Yeah, because mm. it's about it's about time uh, about time we did that. Um, Has anyone got any season predictions? Does we, before we before the season starts? Uh, it's going to be Red Bull's year. Yeah, I think Red Bull. I think Verstappen's probably going to win a third championship. Mm-hmm. It'd be nice if he got if he got challenged, but I think you know just the the overall work that Red Bull have put in. And the the consistency carrying over from from last year, I just think Red Bull is still way too far ahead. So Verstappen's probably going to be championship. As I said, I think Sainz might be the might be the shining star at Ferrari. I don't think it's going to be any surprise if George Russell is the shining star at Mercedes. I think he may well be. Um, um, and, I uh, think it's going to be Yuki Tsunoda's last season with AlphaTauri. Who that that's one we've missed. Apparently, yeah, the new Red... you you can buy an AlphaTauri. Yes, AlphaTauri may well be up for sale because the new Red Bull management uh, that have taken over after Dietrich Mateschitz died last year mm. have decided mm. that AlphaTauri is costing too much, and they either want them to move to England or be sold. Mm. I think we called this on a podcast towards the end of last year. Mm. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I think we said it was more likely to be sold to a manufacturer uh, who would come in. Now, I know Andretti have been mentioned, but I mean, that's a big overhaul, sort of moving everybody and the team from Faenza in Italy to the UK or elsewhere. And it, to me, it would make more sense to sell it to... I mean, I don't know if Ford wouldn't want their own team if they were tying in with Red Bull, would they? Mm, probably not. Thought. Yeah, I mean, at, at the moment, it looks like um, there's, there's three interested parties already, rumour has it. Uh, one of them being Andretti, the other one being High Tech, who are in F2 and F3. Mm-hmm. So not from a, from trainer, mid-90s bargain trainers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had a pair Dad of, trainers. I had, I had a pair of high techs that didn't even have laces. They had Velcro. Ooh. Ah, <laughs> oh, he got the Velcro. Yeah, they, they were like slippers with tread. 
Um, so slippers. Yeah, basically, yeah. And uh, there's an Indian team um, looking at it. I can't um, can't remember who the, can't remember the name offhand, but um, it's a team that races in uh, various um, GT and sports car and local Formula Series. Force India. It's not Force <laughs> India. Apparently, VJ Malia was asked for um, oh, asked for comment, um, but he's got no signal in the bunker that he's hiding in, so they couldn't actually get him. Um. If out of those three, if they end up being like the main runners and somebody still interjects to stop Andretti joining the grid, like I'm I'm calling fuckery. Yeah, that's ridiculous. If, if there's a going team that is for sale and they have the money to buy it, let them buy it. Yeah, I mean mm. I did I did say in Autosport today that um F F one teams are getting together and now wanting Andretti to pay a six hundred million dilution fee for entry. Jesus! Instead of the two hundred million that's in the Concord Agreement. But I mean, it wasn't so long where they were like they they were doing rain dances to try and get new teams in Formula One. Yeah. Like why? What? What? What changed since Marussia? I think. You know, I think what's changed is Andretti is a team with a history of. Winning shit, except the Indy 500, because mm. of the curse. And they know how they know how to make a, a fast car go faster. And if they do, you think do you think they've got some brand recognition as well? Do you think it's other teams like because it, it's it's okay? Say I don't know. Say like let's fucking Dyson Dyson want to enter Formula One under their own team for some god no re- reason. <laughs> um, it, like Dyson have never been involved in Formula One before. They've got they've got no racing pedigree. They've got no history behind them. So therefore, they're kind of powerless within uh, within Formula One. Andretti come into Formula One, and let's say let's say they don't even do that well. Let's say they can tootle around mid grid and stuff like that. But that name carries weight. So that so they instantly get a little bit more clout behind them because they're worth it for the T-shirts. They're worth it for the like for the sponsors, you know, and it's like TV advertisement and stuff like that. Do you think it's it's teams are less worried about losing money and more worried about losing power? I think that, I think that's probably a large part of it, <clears throat> because I mean Andretti, I'd say is probably the biggest name in racing in the US. Mm. It's certainly one of the most one of the biggest names in the world. Yeah, when it comes to racing, there's not there's not many bigger individual family names than the Andrettis when it comes to motorsport? Not greatly, no. Bigger um, than fucking Wolf. <laughs> I think that's part of the, there's the power aspect, but also with that and the brand recognition will come the loss of money because they might end up drawing a sponsor from, you know, someone like a Haas. Um, yeah. Th- yeah, other teams will be worried about losing that money to mm. them because of their brand and because of their sort of their recognition you know that everyone's going to be everyone's going to want to be associated with them just, yeah just just purely because of the history you know if if they somehow get in that could that could be the the biggest sponsored car on the grid that's never even actually competed in a race it just it sucks because it's like the, the the only people losing out from this are our fans. Mm. You know, do you know what I mean? That's 
Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's it's the hypocrisy of it that I don't get because F1 is desperate to crack the states. It's got three races in America. The racing on a Saturday night, which is something that F1 never does. Yeah. Just for the American market. You know, an American team comes in, it's like, hey, you know, we've, we've been successful for years in America and worldwide. We've got a worldwide known name. We're American-based. Oh, no, you can't come in. It's not, it's not like, it's it's even bigger than saying that. It's bigger than saying an American team comes in. One of the American teams wants to come in. Yeah, it, it, it's just, it's beyond me. Like, absolutely beyond me. Yeah, it's, I mean, form, Formula One can shoot, can shoot itself in the foot quite a lot. <clears throat> even, it is, it's the be careful the... what you wish for, isn't it? It's like, we're cracking America. <clears throat> okay, well, the most American team wants to come in and, and players like, hang on, what if they do it better than us? What if, what if, what if we weren't the best? It's it's very weird. I don't get it at all. Yeah, I mean, it's even when you when you look at because we were quite excited when Haas joined F one. You know, mm. the the idea of an American team and like what we what we thought would be the bombast that would come with having an American team too. And it's like the Formula One was like, yeah, we want an American team. Uh, if you wouldn't mind being like as un-American as humanly possible, that'd be great. Yeah, I mean, you know, the flag they put on the car is the grey, white and grey. <laughs> <laughs> the star-drabbed banner. Yeah, all those famous American drivers that they've brought into Formula One. There'll only ever be one Scott Speed. There will only ever be one Scott Speed, and we should all sleep happy and know anyway. <laughs> So yeah, anyone anyone with a spare few hundred million, um Alphatoria for sale, um come comes with a factory in Italy or you can build your own. <laughs> <laughs> what I was about to do, yes, I was about to give the um give the addresses out. Chris has already left us because he had a um he had a prior appointment and he's disappeared like a ninja. Yeah. Um killed three people on the way out. How's <laughs> he working with Dan now? I think I, he wouldn't tell us, so I reckon he is. <laughs> Um, so, if you want to take part in the Prediction League, then just go to threelegsforwheels.com and it's under the Games section, which at the moment is the only game, but I'll put our uh, our own little Prediction Mini League in there. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to donate and help us out uh, financially, you can go to patreon.com slash threelegsforwheels, you get the show a bit early, no adverts on shows where we've got advertising, and... Once the season gets going and we're a little bit more settled, the extra Patreon non-F1 shows. Um, get in touch on email, threelegsfourwheels at gmail.com and at threelegsfourwheels on the socials. And individually on Twitter we are... At Sean Cowper. At a total shunt. I was waiting for Flood then. <laughs> <laughs> You're not at a total shunt anymore. No. I'm not at a total <laughs> shunt. I'm at Musiodio. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Oh. Flood is at Flood 21, still, and I'm Pablo 100. Yeah, um, at Musiodio, come and follow me. <laughs> come and follow him and point him in the right direction and remind him who he is. Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> um, look out for us on Discord as well. We'll be opening up the chat room during the uh, during all the sessions this weekend, so there'll be plenty of people to hang out and text chat because we've got a damn good crowd on there. And if you're into sim racing... Um, join us on that as well. We've got a massive iRacing community on there. League races every Sunday. Um, practice sessions. 
three, four, five nights a week, and the occasional endurance race. Gearing up for the Sebring 12-hour next, by the way. Oh, nice. Which, uh, which should be fun. Got a month's worth of practice to do for that, and I found out I've got a bloody gig that night. Whoa. So... I am having a day of pretending. So I'm pretending to be a racing driver during the day, and then I'm going to sing for an Iron Maiden tribute band at night. <laughs> so it's a busy day. So I'm pretending to be a driver and then pretending to be someone who's a pilot. I'll get a life one of these days, and it'll be me mm. own. Uh, right. Well, enjoy the race. And uh, we'll see you next week with um, The Aftermath. And if, you, and if you're in Ireland, I'll, uh, me and Lee will be on Irish radio this weekend. Uh, with our friend Danny O'Brien doing a season preview on uh, was it Cork Community Radio? So listen out for listen out for that. And we'll post the link when we get it. All right, we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.